You can get this full audiobook for free on Amazon, by clicking on the link in the description. Is brought to you, by the book guide. The curriculum, our teachers led our class of 30 children on a trip around the world. By then, Earth had completely stopped turning. Except for maintaining this stationary state, the Earth engines were only being used to make small adjustments to the planet's orientation. Because of this, during the three years from when I was three until I turned six, the plasma beams were less intensely luminous than when the engines were operating at full capacity. It was this period of relative inactivity that allowed us to take a trip to gain a better understanding of our world. First, we visited an Earth engine up close. The engine was located near Shijiazhuang by the entrance to the railway tunnel that ran through the Taihang Mountains. The great metallic mountain loomed over us, filling half the sky. To the west, the Taihang mountain range seemed like a series of gentle hills. Some children exclaimed that it must be as tall as Mount Everest. Our head teacher was a pretty young woman named Ms. Stella. She laughed and told us that the engine was 11,000 meters tall, 2,000 meters taller than Mount Everest. People call it God's blowtorch, she said. We stood in its massive shadow feeling its tremor shake the earth. There were two main types of earth engines. Larger engines were dubbed mountains, while smaller ones were called peaks. We ascended North China Mountain 794. It took a lot longer to scale mountains than peaks. It was possible to ride a giant elevator straight to the top of a peak, but the top of a mountain could only be reached via a long drive along a serpentine road. Our bus joined an endless procession of vehicles creeping up the smooth steel road. To our left, there was only a blank face of azure metal. To our right, a bottomless chasm. The traffic mostly consisted of massive 50-ton dump trucks, laden with rubble from the Taihang Mountains. Our bus quickly reached 5,000 meters. From that height, the ground below appeared blank and featureless, washed out by the bluish glare of the earth engine. Miss Stella instructed us to put on our oxygen masks. As we drew closer to the mouth of the plasma beam, the light and heat increased rapidly. Our masks grew shaded, and the microcompressors in our cooling suits whirred to life. At 6,000 meters, we saw the fuel intake port. Truckload after truckload of rocks tumbled into the dull red glow of the gaping pit, consumed without a sound. I asked Miss Stella how the earth engines turned stones into fuel. Heavy element fusion is a difficult field of study. Too complex for me to explain it to you at this age, she replied. All you need to know is that the Earth engines are the largest machines ever built by humankind. For instance, North China Mountain 794, where we are now, exerts 15 billion tons of thrust upon the Earth when operating at full capacity. Finally, our bus reached the summit. The mouth of the plasma beam was directly above us. The diameter of the beam was so immense that, when we raised our heads, all we could see was a glowing wall of blue plasma that stretched infinitely into the sky. At that moment, I suddenly recalled a riddle posed to us by our philosophy teacher. You are walking across a plain when you suddenly encounter a wall, our haggard teacher had said. The wall is infinitely tall and extends infinitely deep underground. It stretches infinitely to the left and infinitely to the right. What is it? A cold shiver washed over me. I recited the riddle to Miss Stella, who sat next to me. 
She teased it over for a while, but finally shook her head in confusion. I leaned in close and whispered the riddle's dreadful answer in her ear. Death. She stared at me in silence for a few seconds, and then hugged me tightly against her. Resting my head on her shoulder, I gazed into the far distance. Gargantuan metal peaks studded the hazy earth below, stretching all the way to the horizon. Each peak spat forth a brilliant jet of plasma, like a tilted cosmic forest, piercing our teetering sky. Soon after, we arrived at the seashore. We could see the spires of submerged skyscrapers protruding above the waves. As the tide ebbed, frothing seawater gushed from their countless windows, forming cascades of waterfalls. Even before the breaking era ended, its effects upon the earth had become horrifyingly apparent. The tides caused by the acceleration of the earth engines engulfed two-thirds of the northern hemisphere's major cities. Then, the rise in global temperatures melted the polar ice caps, which turned the flooding into a catastrophe that spread to the southern hemisphere. Thirty years ago, my grandfather...